This is your boy, comedian Marvin Hunter, a.k.a. The Grumpy Uncle, here rocking with Michelle C. at Candy Kisses TV. Man, I said, we about to act a fool, man. So make sure y'all tune in and keep supporting this sister. She's doing big things. It's the Jill of all trades, Michelle C., a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kisses TV everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Man, throw that all the on that bitch. That sound like Teddy Payne. Hi, this is Kim Cole, and you are rocking with Candy Kisses TV. It's your boy, Talon, baby. We chillin' Candy Kisses, Candy Kisses. Candy Kisses. Candy Kisses. Candy Kisses. Candy Kisses. Candy Kisses. AKA DJ Make Move, the Jill of all trades, and I'm bringing you another dope talent. Now, first and foremost, let me let you know something. It is season five in this thing. You hear me? We just coming up with some new talent on season five. And before we get into it, I got to threaten y'all like I always do. Subscribe now. I'm gonna tell you, Mama, act like she done raised you right. Now, <laughs> we gonna... it's all good. It's all good. So I am bringing you another dope talent. This young man has been doing the comedy thing for a long time. I met him quite a few years ago, um, just being behind the scenes in the comedy world like I always am. And ironically, one of my homegirls that I actually went to middle school with made mention of him. She was just like, do you know my boy Marvin? He was in the army together. And I was like, well, I don't know him personally, but I'm sure I'll cross paths with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did. And I'm glad I did. Introducing Mr. Marvin Hunter. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> what is going on? Hey, man, I'm just chilling, chilling out here, trying to get it like you trying to get it, everybody trying to get it. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make my next day my best day. That's you about it. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and let them know where you're, um, how to follow you at your um, Instagram, social media, all that good um, stuff. Get at me at Comedian Marvin H1. That's Comedian Marvin H1 because Comedian Marvin H got took down by Instagram because Instagram is a pack of haters. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? But get at me at Comedian Marvin H1 and Marvin Hunter's fan page on uh, on Facebook. Really would appreciate it. Okay, so we're going to get right into your business real quick. Okay. <laughs> so when did you know the entertainment industry was for you? I have a I have a different story. I uh, uh, I can't say you know people say oh, I always I always want to be a comedian. I, was, I never had any inclination to be a comedian at all. I mean I really didn't. It never crossed my mind. However, life puts you in situations to where you know certain God presents you with certain things. You know what I'm saying? So you can bite or not bite. So I was married and got divorced. Heaven took everything. So when heaven when heaven took everything, I'm in the I'm in the service. I had to move back into barracks. I moved back in the barracks with a guy, and he was a open mic, open mic, okay. and uh, uh, he wasn't funny. And I used to end up going to uh, open mics with him, and this was my first uh, exposure to this world. Right. I've always been a fan of comedy. Don't get me wrong; always been a huge Richard Pryor fan. 
But uh, uh, I went there and I was just watching these guys go up there and they wasn't funny. And I was like, how do they do that? It, you know, this this is crazy. And then um, my man ended up getting a DUI. He's a Marine. I was in the Navy. He got a DUI. Marines don't play that stuff. They locked him up. So now I'm in a room with all his mic equipment by myself. And I'm just playing around, playing around. I had to start going to the open mic. So I, I went back and I asked the guy, hey, man, uh, think I might be able to get up? He was like, sure. He's like, come back next Tuesday. Went back next Tuesday, signed the list. Uh, when he called my name, I hid in the back. I was scared. I wouldn't come out. Okay. And, and then the next week, I did the same thing. He called my name. I hid in the back. I wouldn't come out. I couldn't. It's like my feet, feet had semen. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't move. I was so petrified, so scared. Right. Third time I went back, he said, you're playing with me, and you're playing with my venue and my show. If you're not going to do this, then I'm like, no, no, no. I'm serious. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I went up, and I got that first laugh, and it was like a hit of crack. I don't know what crack tastes like, but <laughs> that, was like that was a hit of crack, and I've been chasing it ever since. That's what they say. Like, you know, I'm new in the comedy world as far as being on the stage. I've always been behind the scenes mm-hmm. and all that. But um, I don't know if, for me, I feel like it's, I, a lot of my friends and clients are like, you should have been doing comedy. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. But because comedy is relative. If, if you can relate to somebody, yeah. then it yeah. can, you figure out how to make it funny. And then it's funny mm-hmm. that you said, you know, you was like, do one that funny. So I tried it. So I'm like, comedy is this really what makes you laugh, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know oh. if I'm hilarious, but I'm funny to me. Shit. <laughs> always, always think of it like this. There's somebody out there that relates to you. I think people get up a lot of times like, man, nobody want to listen to me. No, 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 no. We are human beings are not that unique. There's somebody out there that thinks just like you think, and and your job is to find them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. Do it long enough, you'll find them. Yeah, if you find your fan base. Yeah. Now. You speaking of you getting on stage and you done <laughs> in the back for three nights. What when you finally hit that stage? What what made you say, okay, I'm I'm gonna shake it off. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Well, I knew that I could because I seen the people that were up there. They weren't funny, and also my my, my roommate or uh, my barrister, he knew it. He he like, man, you have me funny laughing all the time in the room. And he, yeah. he you know you should try it. It was more of the stage fright, just not being in front of people. And I come from a, I come from a small town, and I'm sure this is the same way across America. But when you come from a small town, and bless their heart, but they never, they never push you to be nothing past what they can see. A doctor, a lawyer, a teacher. So you know, to have aspirations to do anything, you know, weird is is just not in your DNA. A lot of times when you come from a small town, USA. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I noticed as being behind the scenes in the comedy world for a long time, that as a comedian, you have to be a writer, too. Yeah. So yeah. what what was your like, how did you what was your writing process like? What, what was your inspiration of how you came up with your stuff? Well, when I first started, I had a mentor uh, named Kento, rest in peace. He uh, he told me, he said, get get a piece of notebook paper, and make two columns. He said, on one side, I want you to write. I want you to list everything that pisses you off. And on the other side, I want you to list everything that makes you sad. That's your material because you will approach that from an emotional standpoint. You know, that's where that's your building block. And so, and that's what I did. And it, and it worked. It worked. That's, that's some good advice. That's just mm-hmm. writing technique. That's man. Yeah. That's pretty dope. So did yeah. you start like as, um, well, I don't know, like because for me, I've always been a writer. Like I did poetry, I wrote songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Did you ever have that type of writing skills or it was just strictly I, comedy? I got married when I was 20, like an idiot. 
And so I was married for 11 years, nine months. And so it was a rebirth, so to speak, when I got divorced and I was trying to discover myself. So I actually was doing poetry. I actually won a poetry slam. You know what I mean? I, I uh, you know, it was a little bullshit poetry slam in Guam, but it was a poetry slam. I won a poetry slam. I, yeah, I was in the, I was in the uh, uh, poetry and I'm um, a huge rap fan, huge rap fan. So, you know, yeah, I, I've tried it. I've tried it all. You try to find yourself. Listen, you got to do it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your ultimate goal in the entertainment industry? Like, do you want to write movies? Do you want to be in movies or? You know, people ask this question all the time and I never give, I guess, the, the correct answer that I'm supposed to give. I want to be respected by my peers. I want to be counted in the number of uh, of great comedians. Um, now, does that mean if that leads me to a sitcom? Outstanding. If that just leads me to a a, a working A-list comedian at comic clubs, that's fine too. But I I I love this. I love it not just for the, the freedom to get on stage and express myself, but just to be a part of something that's bigger than myself. The the fraternity of comedians means a lot to me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, and, and money's good too. Money's good. Too. Uh, money's always good. But that being counted that you know what i'm saying like i know i'm good you they know i'm good i'm respected amongst my peers and i can get up and rock anywhere and I, that that's another thing i take i take pride in be able to do white crowds black crowds churches whatever you know um, um i just love this thing you know that called comedy man to be able to get up there and bring joy to people who might be going through something is yeah. uh is is just a blessing I, I i plan on writing a book about my my military sea stories um i'm in the process of doing it now um you know, and it's just um, this is a this is a wild ride. I thank God for it. You know, what I'm saying God put it in my lap. I don't want to disappoint Him. You know. Yeah. Now you know what I, I did notice too. Like um, sometimes you don't even realize you think like a comedian. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like a lot of times, like you know, people. I you know my main uh, job is a makeup artist, so I'm always mm-hmm. like the therapist by mm-hmm. default, not because I want to be. And they yeah. just keep telling me, oh, this happened. My mm-hmm. cousin got shot or whatever, whatever. And I'm listening to these bad stories all the time. But mm-hmm. instead of me like grabbing on to that, that burden and saying, oh, I'm going to be way down too, I find a humor in it. Yes. And I'm like, am yes. I, is something wrong with me? Am I supposed to be fi- like finding humor in this? <laughs> I have that sick sense of humor. I think all comics have that sick sense of humor. You know, they, they, it can get you in trouble sometimes. But uh... well, I don't, say, I don't speak on it, but I do be yeah. thinking, I'm like, well, that's supposed to. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so you should try it. it, huh? Maybe you should try it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you should push more to get on stage and express that. You well, know? I mean, I do. I, you know, I'm I'm been doing these little open mics or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what every comic that I know that says stay on stage, stay on stage, stay on stage, stay on stage. Well, that's easier said than done. It is, you know, <laughs> when when younger comics ask me, you know, OG, what, what? Give me some advice. I said, you want me to give you, uh the correct advice or the, the, the advice that I'm supposed to give you. Cause the advice, the advice I'm supposed to give you is find a stage, stay on stage, every stage, find a mic, find a mic. But right. the correct advice today is get on your phone, mm. get on your phone, get on your social media, because it used to be, you had to get good. Then you got famous. Now you got to get famous and get good along the way. That's so right. it's a, it's a weird dynamic. Everybody ain't built for it. A lot of the, the, the older comics are, having a lot hard time right now trying to you know to but if you if you find that little because i get what you're saying because if you think about it it's like 
the comedy clubs don't give a damn if you're funny. They want to know if you can make them some money. Yeah, if you can put asses in the seat. I'm, I'm a, I've been in business for 17 years for myself, so I understand. It's like, I don't care how talented you are. Can you bring me some money? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's looking at the concept of just like, okay, so even even though people saying, you know, grab your phone, do your social media, what mm -hmm. you're actually saying is get your fan base and then the rest of fan base up. Now, <laughs> here's where it gets tricky. I came up in an era to where I had to walk in a room full of strangers and make them laugh. So it was a certain amount of, uh, you know, I got a satisfaction from that to be able to win these people over. The social media comedians walk in there already with people loving them. True. So they don't have to work hard. And, and then they, they said, well, I'm a comedian. And then a lot of the old head peers are like, are you? Mm. They already love you. So you can get up there and fart and they're going to laugh. So it doesn't, you're not, you don't have to work through material and this doesn't work or that doesn't work. Dig a hole, get out of it. All those things that come with just being a regular comedian in front of strangers. But, you know, you can't just bitch about it. You know, you have to get like them even or you're going to get left in the dust. You know is it is what it is. Because this social media is a whole new thing for me, but I, it, it has its ups and downs. But it's, it's definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of money to be made on social media. Man, listen, I've seen some of them YouTube checks. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to get like them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people, people became millionaires over the pandemic. Yep. Quickly too. Yep. Wow. All right. So when did you feel what was your like biggest break like in the um industry period, whether it's comedy or just industry wise? Hmm. Like what was the pivotal moment that you said, okay, I might think I'm gonna stick to this? Oh, okay. Um pivotal moment when I said that uh, you know no longer open mic, I think I can do this. It was it was uh Mother's Day weekend 2005. Oh, you know, um, that day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand. I, I, I was uh, had been an open micer for a while. You know, between diplomas and military responsibilities, and I there was a, a BT style show that came through Guam. I was living in Guam at the time, and it was Vanessa Fraction, Frank G, and and look and Honest John, and the radio host was supposed to host it, and he knew it was going to draw all the black people from the bases. He was scared to perform in front of black people, so he needed somebody. And so he he told me to do it. I had never done anything like that in my life. And I went and I did. It was four shows, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. And I got such a great response from the crowd and the comedians because it was the crowd's fine. But I got a good response from the comedians saying that, man, you, you're good. You can do it. And that's when the light clicked in my head like, oh, OK, I might be able to, to do this. Okay. You know what I mean? And I, I was encouraged to get out of the Navy, but I wasn't going to be stupid. I'm not going to fuck up my check. So uh, I was going to get my 20 in, my 20 years. And then as soon as I retired, uh, you know, January of, of 2010, I went full time. You know, mm. so that, And I was already, you know, 2008, 2009, I was, still, I was already road coming. I was being booked. I just still was active duty military. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Because Now, what do you, like, I know you love comedy, but what is what was easier for you at first? Was hosting easiest or was the comedy was just everything? Oh, the comedy. I, I'm I'm hosting is not my strong point. You know what I mean? The the the, the light banter with the audience type of back and forth. I, I would rather get to get to my get to my joke, get to what I'm what I'm talking about. You know okay. what I mean? And I was a host in Columbia, South Carolina for five years. I was one of the house hosts, but the difference between me and the other host was okay, I'm gonna make these announcements. 
and I'm getting straight to the jokes because I've been I've been writing these jokes out. I, I've been dying of triumph. I don't got time to know. Hey, how long you been married? And nice suit. I don't give a damn about this shit. I'm, <laughs> I got I got, I got a little bit of time up here. A little block, five minute block in the front of the show. I'm getting my jokes. I know that's right. So, I mean, that's look. I just did my own open mic where I hosted and had some people come out, and I thought I was gonna be nervous, but it was easier for me to host. I was still mm-hmm. doing my jokes, mm-hmm. but it was easier. For me to host because I felt like the pressure wasn't on me. Yeah, pressure well, is, on is, me, a, is a different about. animal. It's a different animal, uh, a, a completely different uh, discipline. Some people are good at. Some people are very natural. Uh, like around here in Atlanta, like Tyler does, one of the best hosts. You know, so I've seen Carlos Miller. You know, back when he was still here. You know, uh, he was one of the best hosts I ever seen. You know, mm-hmm. Kiana Dancy is a great host. It's a different discipline. You know what yeah. I mean? To be quick and be able to react and be thoughtful and not be mean. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's a, it's a different animal. Yeah, and after that, I was just like, I, I love both, but I'm like, I think that dang on hosting is just so much less stress for me. Because mm. <laughs> when you get up, like when you, yeah. like I was so good when I when I did my little first, uh, my first, I did my first thing was laughing skull, mm-hmm. and I was cool, calm, collected till they called my name. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh shit, that's me. <laughs> I see, I'm, I'm just the opposite. Hosting is pressure. Hosting mm. is pressure for me because I feel like the responsibility to set the tone of the room is on me. The yeah. comments are are depending on me to get the crowd to a certain level before I hand them over to them. Um, and I can't like I can't really rely on. I, well, you you can weave in and out of material, but you know. Yeah. You have to be personable and, and talk to the audience, this, that, and other. I, I just find I find that pressure. You know, I'd rather just get out there and get to my shit. I feel you. I feel you. It's 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 a little hard trick for both. Cause I'm like, I'm I'm if I can set the tone, I'm good. It's when I'm walking into somebody else's tone when I'm like, oh shit. But like yeah. if I set the tone, I'm gonna act the fool regardless. I'm gonna have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. Mm-hmm. All right now, what is something valuable you learned through the quarantine time? Oh, that I spent too much money. Mm. And I spent too way too much money. Uh, me and my wife, we, we both like the amount of money that we saved during the quarantine was ridiculous. You don't know you out there frivolously just yep. spending money until you stuck at home mm-hmm. and you ain't spending it. So that was the biggest thing. And I, I um I took away the fact that I don't mind being at home. Yeah. I really was not. Pressed mm-hmm. about staying at home. It was, I know that sounds really weird, but strangely, I was cool. I mean, I, I wanted to be, don't get me wrong, I, I wanted to work. I wanted to get back out and hit stages and work and stuff like that. But, you know, you would think before people say, oh man, I'm getting cabin fever. I'm going to go crazy in the house. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Everything I need is here. Everything I, I got, got internet connection. That's and I, got, I got Netflix. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. You know what I'm saying? That's the only problem I had was I ran out of stuff to watch on Netflix. I was like, no, shit, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, I spent a lot of time on my deck, you know, just chilling, you know what I'm saying? I did a lot of barbecue. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, it was okay. That's when you were like, chilling is okay. I ain't got to work it every is, second. <laughs> it's okay. I really took that away from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you could play your ideal role in a movie, what kind of character would you play and what type of movie would it be? It would be a, the character would be someone no nonsense. Someone no nonsense that's wrong with my, my personality. I mean, you know, uh, um, I'm a product of the military. I can't lie. I'm a product of the military. So, you know, 
uh, eyes dotted, T's crossed, boundaries, discipline, that type of thing. Uh, I'm with it. So, uh, uncle or dad or, or you know, security guard or you know, something like something like that. You know, your your, your neighbor, no nonsense neighbor. I would love, I would love to play that role, for real. You know, someone that's imparting wisdom, but it's funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then you don't really want to screw it either. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to tell you what's what. You know what I'm saying? And so, so where did the grumpy uncle come from? Um, a collection of things. It, um, um, I'm a product of the South Vicksburg, Mississippi. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm a, of a certain age. My dad was a civil rights worker. Mm-hmm. I spent 20 years in the military. So I'm full of boundaries. I have, I, I'm, you know, uh, uh, people people go out of their way to make life a gigantic gray area today. I don't believe that. I know some stuff is gray area, but some stuff is right and some stuff is wrong. Um, you, you don't push an old lady down the stairs for any reason whatsoever. I don't give a damn what she said. You don't push her down the stairs. I believe in that kind of stuff. There's certain stuff you don't do. But nowadays, it seems like everybody just want to, you know, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. And everybody should adjust to me. I'm the guy to speak out against that. So it makes right. me seem like the old grumpy asshole. And I'll take it. I want to know who the hell pushing grandmas down the stairs. Well, that was an example. That was just an example. Because, you know, you will say that, and I've had someone say this to me. Well, it depends on what she said. It depends on what she did. No, it does not. You don't push an old lady down the stairs. I don't care what she did. That's not proper. Some things are not proper. So, Well, what about a light graze? Well, that's you know a light grade for an old person. That's pretty much you. You 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 thrust kick them. You you three hundred Leonidas them. Uh, this is Sparta. Her ass off the stairs for an older person. They don't have the balance that they used to. Okay. All right. Now we was talking about um. You was talking about you love rap earlier. So who is your favorite rapper and singer and why? Oh man. Uh, <clears throat> I have so many. I have so many. Raz Cass. Raz Cass is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Inspector Deck from Wu-Tang. Favorite rappers of all time. Rakim, of course. Uh, I'm a big fan of Big Crit. I'm a big fan of J. Cole. So I like old school. I like new. I just like people who have complex rhyme structure. Jay-Z. Jay-Z is, is amazing. I like double entendres, tri- triple entendres. I like that stuff. I like the people who put thought. I wrote, I wrote poetry. So I people who put thought into their their stuff, I like it. You know the cleverness. Oh, I'm I'm a fan of his. I didn't realize how much. Like you know how you be hearing stuff on the radio and you be like, well, I like yeah. that song. You don't realize in all the songs that I'd be like, well, I like this his. I was like, oh, yeah. I think yeah. I like him. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of rappers who are clever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, if you weren't in the entertainment industry, what do you think you'd be doing as a career? Hmm. Well, I was a welder for 20 years in the military, so. <laughs> I had all the equipment and stuff. And before the comedy bug bit me, I really was going to you know, start my own business. You know what I'm saying? But, but I uh, I treasure that skill. It's something, it's a trade. I, I, some, no one can ever take that away from me. I try to tell young people all the time, you know, it's college day for everybody, but get a trade. Get yeah. a trade because no one, you know, they're going to always need electricians. They're going to always need carpenters. They're going to always need people who know I do certain stuff and you will always eat. You always have something to fall back on. So, you know, that's not popular these days, but right. that's what I always tell people. So I would probably have to be, you know, some along that lines, you know what okay. I'm saying? Uh, yeah, the trade is the way to go. Like, I didn't want to, I had a whole bunch of stuff, dreams and aspirations, but I'm glad I did pick something and then branch off. Because yeah. even with yeah. the trade that I did choose, I'm still doing everything entertainment I want to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel you. So what are some words of wisdom you would give any upcoming entertainer or entrepreneur? Oh, man. Um, find a line and stick to it. Find your, don't let your values be compromised. Mm. It's too much of that. It's just it's way too much of that, man. Like, stand your ground, man. Stand your ground. And and, and I know it's, it might be painful, but you'll find people who respect it. You, you'll find there's other people out there like you. Stand your ground. Don't just... You know, don't be so flexible to where you're, you're, you know, you're flimsy, you know, you're wishy-washy, you know what I'm saying? Stand your ground. Um, know that um, this is a treacherous business. Mm. Chew you up and spit you out. Have a thick skin. Don't be naive. Understand? Everybody's not your friend. Because people smile at you, a crocodile smiling at you, you know what I'm saying? He's trying to eat you, so... Understand that. Not not telling people to be paranoid and pessimistic. Just understand, like this is a dog eat dog industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, there's there's horror stories of people getting too close to people thinking they're your friend, they cut your throat. Yeah. You know. So that's the funny thing. That's the biggest thing I've been warned about this in the um not necessarily in the entertainment industry, but this comedy world. Mm-hmm. People, are, you know, watch it back because this people will steal and this person will do this. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, and then yeah. I thought that I was like, you know, it's not different than the makeup world. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's basically yeah. competition, and like mm-hmm. though we don't we're in the makeup field, we're not necessarily you know stabbing each other in the back, but mm-hmm. at the same time you'll have like, like I said, I've been working for myself for seventeen years. You'll mm-hmm. have somebody you hire them, show them everything you know, then they'll try to steal your clients, or oh. they'll pop behind yeah. your back. So mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, pretty much the same industry I'm dealing with, just a different way. <laughs> yep. yep, exactly. I mean, you know, it it it, it breaks hearts. The yeah. entertainment industry breaks a lot of hearts. I mean. uh um, who man, there's so many stories. I mean, I just, I just be your own person, be your own person, and don't expect another person to help you be successful. That you, know? you got to do it on your own. It's cool if somebody's helping you, that's cool. You know, thank, thank God that, they, that they're there, but don't expect them to always be there. Yeah, and don't expect someone because y'all, because y'all cool, you expect them to put you on, they're not gonna do it. That's right. And you're gonna be frustrated. You're gonna be like, "What's wrong with them?" And they were they they must not never be my friend. It, it ain't even about that. Yeah, it'll be nice if they do it, but they're just not. Human beings are not. We want to, yeah, we want to advertise ourselves. Be oh, so helpful. I'm he-. really, you know, we about we about ourselves. Right. We about the person in the mirror. You got to help that person. So. Yeah, self-preservation is the, the rule of thumb. <laughs> so. yeah, absolutely. Because I actually had a, a good friend of mine. She was telling me about how. She was at this comedy club and she was doing comedy, whatever. And the joke, she did some joke and it mm. went over well. Mm. The host said, oh, that was good. I'm going to make that famous before you do. And okay. and actually stole her joke in her face. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I I did a, a Pride Week. I did a show for uh, LGBTQ during Pride Week. Mm-hmm. It was a hotel down, downtown. And I went down there and I did the show. I headlined it. So did did, you know, did the show. Get went out to get my money, waiting on my, to get paid to bounce. One of the comments came out and said, and this, and I don't remember this person's name for nothing, but it was this dude. Uh, he's LGBTQ. I, I don't know if he's transgender or just cross dressed. I don't know, but he, you know, he's famous. People know him, and so he was hosting. And dude came out. He said, "Hey man, that joke you told, dude just told the audience that he's gonna take it, and you know." And that y'all don't run the same circles and that you'll never know. I like Diddy. I got my check. 
went right back into the venue, walked right down to the stage, walked up on the stage while he was on the mic, took the mic away from him and told him, told them, this joke has already been on TV. Mm. I've already said it on TV. So that's my joke. So you can say it all you want, but that's my joke. And I gave mm. him the mic back and walked out. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that's how you do that? Yeah. People, people are crazy, man. People are crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's the rule of thumb if it's on TV is yours? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty okay. Much. Now, that used to be the rule of thumb, but now with, this, with social media, it's kind of weird because what's happening now is everybody's trying to uh, jock for attention on social media. So as a comic, you put out put content, 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 content. Well, then right. somebody takes that joke and then they make a meme of it. The meme goes around everywhere. So now people looking at you and you say it like, oh, he stole that off of social media. That's, that's a meme. That was his joke. Right, right. Well, that was her joke. And that's the only thing that I'm I'm finding that's kind of difficult trying to na- navigate as far as the writing is concerned and stuff like that. Because again, I was a writer first, so mm. anytime I write something, I'm copywriting it. Yeah. So I'm like, now how you like you can copyright a joke, but can, but can you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, mm, you know, we we we've been dealing with the honor system for so long, but it's to the point now people really will. It doesn't matter. They'll take it. If they if they want to take it, they'll take it. We see it all the time, and, and they're blatant with it. They're blatant with it. So um, there was a time when I was coming up, comics would beat your ass. Oh, yeah. They would beat your I, ass. I witnessed some of them. Oh, I, I've seen it. They will beat your ass. For You don't take a joke. A joke is your baby. You construct yeah. your joke. That's your baby. And that baby makes you money. Or put right. foods on the table and send your kids to school. And you got some clown up here doing your shit, that'll right. send somebody, you know, some people send them over the edge. Yeah. You know? I, I I understand. Like, anything you do and you work hard for, you like, hey, bro, <laughs> what you doing? So I definitely get it. Yeah. Now, name, name one entrepreneur you look up to and why. Hmm. I, Jay-Z, man. I just I just really, you know, I just to see where that cat came from, to see him put that out in the universe, and to see where he is now compared to where he started is amazing. Mm-hmm. You no, know, um, um, I don't know that there's a there's this weird shit in the black community that any black person that's super successful must be with the Illuminati, or right. they must be so it must be some shady shit going on. That's the most disrespectful shit ever. Because what you're saying is black people can't be successful mm-hmm. without the aid of the devil. Pretty much that's what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, I just, uh, I see how LeBron carries himself. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron. Like LeBron. Still think Jordan's a goat, but Jordan was an asshole. A noted asshole. And that's fine. I ain't trying to be the nigga friend. But but you know, Le- LeBron, the way he, the brother carries himself, come from a single parent home, defies all odds. I just really admire that, too. You know, there's people out there that I really, really look up to what they're doing out here. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if I, you know, had to model myself off of something they're doing it will be them you know okay well now we are getting to our fun segment our first one is kiss or diss okay. these are just celebrity crushes you decide who you kiss and who you diss okay all right we have holly berry or carrie hilson who you kiss and who you diss oh holly berry kissing okay yeah absolutely <laughs> not even a question not even close. Okay. Regina Hall or Taraji P. Henson. Who you kissing? Who you dissing? Kissing Regina. Okay. 
right, last one. Rosie O'Donnell or Roseanne, who you kissing, who you dissing? Oh my god. <laughs> Y'all got tetanus shots after this shit? Uh <laughs> oh god. That's hard. <laughs> Gotta pick one. Good lord. Oh. <laughs> I know I'm supposed. To, I'm supposed to ask you fast. I know I'm supposed to ask you fast. I know. I know that. I know everybody answer fast. Like, man, good. Goddamn. No, everybody don't answer that one fast. It feel like you trying me right now. You trying me? <laughs> like that's. Oh my god. That's a little hard. <laughs> Jesus, that's bad. Can we kiss him on the forehead? I didn't say where you had to kiss. You kiss him. Yeah. All right, I, I kiss Rosa Donald on the forehead. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Oh my <laughs> God, that's horrible. All right, we are moving on to our DAQ. This stands for dumbass questions. They're just regular, random, fun questions I want answers to. Mm-hmm. If you can make a law for one day that everyone in the world has to abide by, what would it be? Oh. Shut the fuck up! Or you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. That drives me freaking crazy, man. That we 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 live in a society where everybody thinks that their opinion is equal and it's not. It has never been. It will never be. But because of social media, everybody thinks that their opinion is equal to everybody else's, and it's not. You know what I'm saying? And that shit drives me crazy. If I never raised ducks, but I can have an opinion on ducks. <laughs> when the person that raised us gets to tell me, shut the fuck up, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. And I, I, I have to agree with him. But we live in a day that today you can't say that to people. Well, you gotta respect their opinion. I don't have to respect shit if you don't know what you're talking about. So, so we're gonna have it's gonna be National Mute Day. National Mute Day. If you don't know what the hell you're talking about. For real. <laughs> so look, as soon as they say something, you be like, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you. You don't you don't talk. You don't. Okay. If you could backslap somebody in your past with no consequences, who would it be and why? Ooh. I used to have a supervisor. Jimmy Carter. I would like to mud stomp that motherfucker <laughs> if I came across it. And then I had another motherfucker named uh, uh, Lancaster I allowed to, to live with me and trying to be a roommate from hell. I would like to slap shit out of him. If I if I if I may if I could, you know, what I'm saying? dumb two people. You don't brought back memories. I had a supervisor named Marcellus. I oh, I almost I caught him in the street one time slipping. Not and it, luckily my friend was with me. She was like, you, "Don't run him over. Just don't." Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was that. <laughs> Everybody ain't meant to supervise me. I'm telling you. Yeah. What is the worst name you would give a barbershop? Oh. It um mm. I I I go oh my god um mm. I don't know that's, that's hard that's hard uh 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 pubic hair I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we do it all you know what I'm saying unarmed hair do it all. We hit hot hot spots. We we cut hot spots. <laughs> no um, armpits and pubes. Pubes are us. That's what we're going to <laughs> Name three items you would purchase to make a cashier feel uncomfortable. Oh man, 
some adult some adult diapers and then hold my butt while I'm paying for it. Uh mm, uh go to the pet store and buy buy a parakeet and be like, man, I can't wait to get this home and eat it. Um uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, get get some get some uh some Black Lives Matter memorabilia. Take it to a white cashier. Have a. Can you explain this to me? Oh. Like I'm not. I want to buy it because it's like everybody's getting it. But do you know what's happening? <laughs> we are moving on to GMG. That stands for What What Grinds My Gangster. So name one of your pet peeves. Um, loud, obnoxious, rude, aggressive people. You know, say that I, I, I uh, volatile people. Okay. Volatile people grind my gear. I just, I'm, I'm 51. I just can't be around people that are unpredictable and volatile. And I just, uh, I run away. I, I, I find somewhere else to be. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that literally, I mean, makes my skin crawl. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just feel like they're doing too much. Yeah. They doing, they doing way too much, you know, and you just live in, you know, in this world where you gonna accept me how I am. I ain't gotta accept shit. <laughs> I got options. I can be somewhere else. I ain't gotta accept that shit you're doing. I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? So I, I can't stand somebody that's hollering for no reason. I and after they get through it all, they holler like you done. <laughs> it, it, it's just it's 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 the style now. It's like and we these people are like gestures. They they're like everybody likes them. I don't understand why everybody the loud, obnoxious bulls in the china shop type of personalities we we embrace the narcissist these days mm-hmm. we, we embrace them although we none of us like them we, we would never want that person to be our parent we would never want them to be our boss we would never want them to be our coach our pastor our mentor because we don't like that personality but out in public in the entertainment we uplift narcissistic assholes and bitches and that blows my mind mm-hmm. it's the weirdest shit in the world to me because everybody wants to be entertained that's entertainment for them yeah it got to yeah. because other than that, I don't see the point. <laughs> yeah. We are moving on to a fan favorite, which is Opera That Thing Out. Now, Opera That mm-hmm. Thing Out is where you have to choose any song that you know at least one full verse to. You have to sing it in your best opera voice. Oh, man, I have a horrible voice. I didn't say you uh, could have to sing. You, uh, <laughs> you, can, you don't have to be a good singer. Just do the best you can. Uh, uh, Triumph for Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, I bomb atomically. <laughs> Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can't define. I be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform armed robberies. Flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. Battle scar shogun. Explosion with my pen. His tremendous ultraviolet shine. Blind forensics. I expect you through the future. See millennium. Killer B sold fifty gold, sixty platinum. Now, wait, why? now this is the thing that tickled me. Why everybody that sing opera they think they think the hands is what make it. Well, that's what they do. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Bitch, <laughs> stop! Like you know, just uh, you know, they use their hands. <laughs> the hands is the opera. Either you got to do this or you got to do this. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to do. This. Oh, cops! I didn't do nothing. Like some stupid <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Last but not least, we are moving on to our game, Sing a Do. Now, okay. Sing a Do is a family friendly game. Me and my homeboy DJ All Star created over the quarantine. We just mm-hmm. dropped our game show. Mm-hmm. Next episode is going to drop February the 1st. Mm-hmm. But 
So what you're doing, you're singing a melody of a song, but you mm -hmm. can only use the word do. And I have to guess what you're singing and vice versa. So I'm going to do a couple of the first and then I'm going to let you do some. I'm going to do um, R&B and hip hop. Mm -hmm. You ready? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, do, 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 do. You so child. Uh-uh. Do, 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 do. Do 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 Yes. Okay. Try this. You should know this one. All right. Uh, do 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 Oh my God! Drawing a blank. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Drawing a blank. I know it. If you don't know this one, it's a hole in your soul. I will give you one more try. Need a baker. Need a baker. Need a baker. Need a baker. Same old love. Same old love. Here we go. I'm in the same. Come on, bro. I'm not that dumb after all. I'm just a little dumb. Okay. All right, let's let see. Okay, this is gonna be hip hop. Okay. Kanye West. Go digger. There it is. Oh, All right. Okay. All right. Now it's your turn. <laughs> let's see what okay. you can do. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, All right. Uh, so I'm gonna hold up the card, and then once you figure out what um song you want to do, let me know, and I'll put it down, and I'll guess. Just tell me where I need to move it. Come closer. I got my glasses. Oh shit! I got my glasses. Hold on. Let's look at my glasses. Uh, little bit to your left. Okay. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Do 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 do. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, that's what. All right. All right. Next one. Let's see. Tell me where I need to move it. Move it up, up, closer. Uh, up, 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 up. Okay, okay. You got it. Okay. Do 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 um Laffy Taffy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanna get the moves. All right, last one, last one. All right, tell me where I need to move it. Uh up. Oh, down. Okay, okay. Got it. Yeah. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. 
talking to me. No doubt. Let everybody know how to find you on social media, promoting games or shows or anything you got coming up. Please, please, please follow me on Instagram at comedian Marvin H1. That's comedian Marvin H1. Trying to build that page back up. Appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. No problem. You ain't got no uh, merchandise or nothing you selling? Uh, not, right now, no. I, I stopped selling merchandise after the, when the pandemic hit because uh, for, for we breathing in your face. And uh, I, I I I just got away from that a little bit, so I might start back up again though. Well, you ain't gotta be in any space to ship it. All you gotta do is post it and say bye. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, and don't forget to let them know about your podcast. Oh yes, yes, yeah. We talk like this myself. Laugh, love, Steve Brown, and Jack Thriller, man. Hey, man, make sure you. This is the craziest podcast in the land. Yeah, we talk like this, man. Every week we drop in new episodes, man, and we be wilding out, man. Make sure you check that out on YouTube. Subscribe. All right. Well, that has been another episode of Candy Kiss and TV. We are on season five. We Ooh. will see you next time. It is every what is it? Thursday? No, Monday, Thursday, and every other Friday. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time. All right. Thank you. Take care. Candid Kisses TV is sponsored by Singadoo. Did you do it today? Singadoo. Singadoo. Can you do it like this? Can you do it real quick? Go get it. Go get it. Pick a card up. Pick your genre up. Can you do it right? You're gonna wanna bruh. It's first to 21. We'll get the job done. So grab your friends and fam. Cause it's a lot of fun. Some do it with some class. But make it real fast. This time is kinda tricky. Can you do it in six Get your copy today at singadoo.com. Guess what? Candid Kisses TV has merch. That's right. You can find it at artistperiod.com. We have everything you need. We have hoodies. We have coffee mugs. We even have throw pillows and beach towels for the summer. <laughs> Get it right. Keep it tight. 
listen everything you need to get your drip right artistperiod.com has it for you that's a-r-t-i-s-t-p-e-r-i-o-d.com get your drip right with artistperiod.com and candid kisses tv make sure you get it today Candid Kisses TV is brought to you by Kissable Lips Cosmetics. You can be kissed without kissable lips. Shop kissablelipscosmetics.com today for all your beauty needs.